welcome to the Accelerate Podcasts, a podcast for high-performing current and aspiring female founders and CEOs across Africa. And for those who also have a passion for Africa, this is the place to learn about the critical success factors and best practices of some of the most amazing high-performing female founders and CEOs as we help you grow to be the best version of you, achieve time and financial freedom whilst living a significant life. Thanks for tuning in to listen. I'm your host, Nekamubi. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Accelerate Podcast. I am so delighted to introduce my next guest for today. Her name is Oke Madwewesi, and she's the founder and chief executive officer of Zaron Group of Companies, which comprises of Zaron International Limited, Zaron Cosmetics, and Skin by Zaron, who are distributors and marketers of beauty care products under the Zaron brand. Zaron was conceived in Leeds in 2010 while she was studying for her MBA and birthed in Lagos, Nigeria in 2011 to provide an assortment of cosmetic products carefully formulated to suit diverse women of color living under different environmental conditions. Oke is a multi-award winning businesswoman and a mother of two girls. Her entrepreneurial spirit and inspiring determination helped her create her company when she found herself widowed in 2009. She left banking to pursue her passion, creating a range of makeup that would suit all skin tones. Since then, she's brought joy to millions of women of color who felt unloved and poorly catered for by the cosmetics industry. From inception, Zaron Cosmetics has aimed at impacting Africa's economy by growing enterprise and empowering the financial vulnerable amongst us, especially women and students. This Zaron does through creating wildly accessible distribution opportunities with a percentage of profits used to give annual seed investments to widows with little or no experience in petty trade, providing trainings and capacity building at no cost to enable all interested persons become business owners and further drive employment in their localities whilst improving their standards of living. Okay, very warm welcome. Yay, she's clapping here. <laughs> I'm like, who, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there she is. No, but really, when I was reading your bio, I mean, I'm just moved by what Zaron is doing and what um, Zaron aims to do. I mean, that's an incredible story. Really Thank incredible. Thank you so much, Nanka. Thank you. And it's so nice. I mean, we've had chats about how difficult a day it has been. So, so nice to be here. So nice to have this opportunity to, to have a seat. And, and it's amazing because I've, I've had a difficult day, but you've made me so relaxed. So it's important to, to work with the right people. I always say that, you know, and some meetings are just work. But this just feels like I'm having a chat with my friend. So <laughs> we have matching glasses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, so the similarities are already there. Yeah, yeah, yes. So we're having fun today. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. And Chad, and, you know. We're getting, yes. we're having a nice 
serious conversation, but at the same time, we can have fun with it. So absolutely, absolutely, we're winners today. Yes, absolutely. So thanks again. Um, so let me. I have a. I have many questions, but I know that our time is pretty limited. So I'm just going to dive right in. Already, as I was reading your profile, I was like, whoa. So the first thing is, you started this after you found yourself widowed in 2009. Can you just? speak around that and why did you get into that given all of the emotional turmoil just finding yourself as a young widow um, I'm sure this will you know inspire you know someone who found herself widowed after a very short time in marriage so yes so um was the darkest time and still the darkest most I mean darkest period of my life um I mean I was 30 years old when I lost my husband and I, I always don't sometimes I I forget he's my husband I always say my best friend because it wasn't just about having a husband it was about losing the closest human to you for the rest of your life so it, it was extremely dark and it was worse because I, we we just had a two-year-old baby and I was seven months pregnant with my second child so um I mean I was a rookie in the bank not knowing what to do and how to cope and um especially in a country I'm, I'm, uh, we're Africans and um, I'm Nigerian and, and we know that it's hard for widows we know that it's hard for women single women women that in fact sometimes you're actually judged being a single woman in Nigeria and all that that's um there's really no way for you to just come out of it. So at the point it happened, I remember saying to myself, and I, I actually did a tribute to him in the dailies. And one of the things I said is that I know you left because you knew I'll be able to take care of your children. And I promise to do you proud. And my driving forces, I always used to say, I do not want to be the typical face of widowhood in Nigeria. I don't want to be the face of a single mom in Nigeria. And I also will thrive just knowing that I can do it all by myself. And I, I, I just set out to just prove a point to myself and my children. So um, in the midst of the pain, I was determined to just make good of what has become the worst situation in my life and supposed to be a, a terrible time in the life of my children and their future. And I just determined to just work twice three times, four, five, ten times as hard as I normally would, knowing that I was doing this by myself. So that, that has been it. I just didn't want to be that face of widowhood. I didn't want to just look like in, into life and see how hard it could be. I mean, my husband was 33 when he passed, so we were both young. We were just laughing like we had all we had. We didn't have savings. We had dreams. We had dreams. We had goals. We had aspirations. So we were working towards them. We had just started working towards them. And he left me and I said, you know what? We're going to leave these dreams. And that was it. And, and that was it. And I mean, God has been exceptionally faithful because my faith plays a very, very key role too. So I always say that. Um, but you must put the faith to action. Absolutely. I, which you have. I, I do that. Yeah. And I'm I sure... You know, you are definitely doing him really proud, right? I'm definitely I know in the face of widowhood as well. And just the impact you and the business is having on millions of women and not just in Nigeria, across the continent. So kudos, kudos, kudos to you. Thank you. Okay, so you've dealt with the challenge of widowhood, which you've surmounted. 
and you started the business which is thriving and not just in Nigeria. Um, I could say that um, in Nairobi, I was looking for some makeup and I went to the um, one of the, um, the stores and they yeah. were like, you need to get Zaron, Zaron, Zaron. I was like, okay, I know the lady. <laughs> <laughs> I felt super proud, you know, that yes, it was Zaron. They recommended amongst all the other brands, international brands and all that. So that speaks a lot about the reputation and the brand of Zaron. So having a successful business, I'm sure you must have several lows, several challenges. It's almost 19 years now of the business, correct? And no, Zaron is actually 10 years. 10 years this year. Yeah, in September. September, and this date stamping this, this is um, July 2021. will be 10 right. years and the remarkable progress you've made. Um, having said that, what has been your most difficult experience in the business? Now I'm thinking of like business owners who are kind of thinking, you know, they want to start their own brand and all that. So, so when I get asked this question, I'm like, do you have a day or two days or three days for, <laughs> for me to start telling you the challenges that we go through? Because seriously, NECA and everyone listening to me, it's on a daily we all know what it takes to run a business in Africa. There's no structure. There's no system. There's absolutely nothing. You wake up every day and you just have to pray that what you have planned in advance would come through because it just could change, you know, from um, your human resource to the road network, to the distribution channels, to transportation, to um, power, to government policies, to counterfeiting. Every day is a living challenge. So that's why they say that if you are, the, um, if you can run a business successfully in Africa, then yes, you are the, uh, one of the best business people in the world. Absolutely. I agree. I've done yeah. both and I see I that. I know business school will teach you smart workers are uh, the best, uh, best and uh, best business people in the world. But in Africa, you have to combine smart work and hard work because it's hard physically hard to survive and sustain a business in Africa. So, um, so I, I could give you a list and it will go on and on. Like I said, from, I mean, one of the ones that almost puts me to just almost, I never, I've never wanted to give up, but it really, 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 really it came close to it, you know? So it was just seen that at some point, 40% of the products we're selling out there were counterfeit products. Right. And that's just my market share right there. And it was really hurtful. It almost destroyed us, but because we're, we have so much resilience, me and my team. We knew that we would fight through any challenges and all that. But what I'll tell you is that in the midst of everything, especially Africans, always look at the rewards in the business. And of course, it's only in Africa that you get this amount of rewards, you know, the risks versus the rewards. The rewards are huge. So I always look at the end goal. I always tell myself that I work from the end and I start working down. So if I have to create a product or if I have to go into a market or if the next goal, the next strategic move and all that, I put it right in front of me. So I have that position in front of me and nothing stops until I get there. So that is how we work. That's how I work. I've always looked at things like that. So once that goal is right in front of you, you would have challenges. I always say that I would want to travel to the UK from Lagos. I could go through Nairobi. I could go directly. I could go through Dubai. Yes, exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day, the goal is to get to London. So you could have challenges 
maybe your pocket is not as buoyant, so you want a cheaper airline, or they block this airport, or this policy does not work, you know. But the goal is, do you want to get to London? At the end of the day, if I have to go to London, I have to go to London. I would not stop until I get to that place. So just think of the rewards, because if you focus on the threats and the challenges and all that, you would not be able to do a business, in, especially in Africa. So I, I always put the rewards in front of me. And then just that the power of the mind is also very important. I always say to myself that there's nothing I cannot overcome. There's nothing that's no goal that's... Um, no challenges that we can overcome. And every challenge, of course, is a learning curve. You know what not to do and how to do it better and how to nav navigate things. We have more strategic meetings in Zaron than any other place. I mean, the because every day we have, okay, this is what we plan to do, but this is what is happening now. How do we overcome this? And um, we know Africa, but it's home. And if we don't build businesses, the foreign and the international brands are coming to take our businesses. So that mindset also has to be eroded when we think that we can just not do what we have to do because the systems don't work, right? There's no support from government. Accessibility to capital is a problem. The international firms are coming to take our businesses, you know? So we really need to just rise and do what we have to do, regardless of the shortcomings. Absolutely. I mean, you've said some very interesting points. One about, you know, the, the challenge of even the counterfeit, even though on the other hand, it's like, yeah, my brand is actually the counterfeit, meaning that's something really good in it, right? Of course, that's right. a big challenge and dealing with that. But as you said, international players are coming despite the challenge. So there is definitely something really good and the market there. And the fact that you know, just keeping thinking the rewards, looking at beginning with the end in mind, right? And um, yeah, no, that's excellent. Okay. So in the midst of the pandemic, um, which was probably one of the most challenging periods in the makeup industry, because there are not many events, people are not, you know, you're all at home, you don't have to wear your makeup and all that. But you went ahead and set up something else, which is a skincare line. Um, yeah, another club. <laughs> right. We are super, super, uber excited about yes. this. Yeah. Congratulations again for that. Thank you. How do you get this going? Obviously, you must have been busy during the pandemic when it was actually a, a serious downturn in the cosmetics and in makeup industry. Exactly. So, you know, when, when I was talking about um, me and my team, resilience is one word that we just always just hold so closely. But the pandemic was this time that shook everybody. It was the scariest time in every, most businesses, like, you know, except uh, people that were doing food and all that. It was really, really scary. So when it started, it was, I mean, um, we went home, everybody, there was lockdown and all that. And we're working um, um, from home and it was fear mixed with um, uncertainty, mixed with just lots of emotions just going through at every point in time and i remember the first time I, I just felt okay this is what we have to do first of all what do we do we started doing sales online sales we were doing and um, we came up with products that you could use at home just something to just keep um the zaron brand out there it was mainly about branding we have this online campaign that we do zaron face of zaron which is a give back in young people they they try to put in their there are details to become brand ambassadors for the brand. So all we're trying to do is just keep the brand alive, right? So we did that for the longest period. But we also noticed that, okay, people at home, 
beauty is suffering, makeup is suffering, but more and more people were taking care of their skin. More and more people were particular about what their skin was about. So there was this sudden awareness on skincare. It was just um, mind blowing. And we quickly jumped into it. We said, you know what, this is the time that people are wanting to just look after their skin. And because you do makeup too, if you don't have a good base, skin base, the makeup still would not even wear well, first of all. And we've always said, you know what, it's going to be our 10th year anniversary this year. What better time to launch a skincare brand or launch something new than when you're 10 years old? So I think, and we just went into action. We just started working. We just started coming up with samples, making sure it was right, going back and forth with um, manufacturers and just doing what we had to do. And it was a good time to just try the products because before we come up with the product, we go back and forth. We do testing, we do everything, make sure that the products and and that's that's been a blessing. We've become a trusted brand because you know that the Zaron brand would make made by the man of color for the woman of color. And because the quality is very, very good, the quality is right, the pricing is right, we've become the most trusted brand in Africa in um cosmetics we went back and forth and skin by zaron is, is here and born, right it's born ready to go around the world yes the products are just amazing they are so we're so you know I, i'm i'm talking and smiling because we're so proud we're really so proud and so thankful and so humbled by the fact that we have done amazing products and the consumers have trusted us enough i mean we already have reviews for the products it's just me. I can't wait to try that on. I can't wait to send yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, yours. that's really good. So um, with, of course, you've, you've talked about your lows. Now let's talk about the highs of Zaron, right? And your experience. What brings you the greatest satisfaction from setting up Zaron? What brings that smile? Fantastic question. Um, you know, I told you I lost my husband. My first daughter was two and I was seven months pregnant. So I had two girls and um, raising them as a single mom. So, and they see the hard work. They see the times that I'm, I'm almost not available because I have to go to work. They see the sacrifice of just not having the comfort of just having that father figure in their life and just having that dad that if mommy says oh no then at least there's somebody they can run to they see all that but just knowing that I have been able to create this brand and they see that and they see that it's not because you have done just any business but you have actually created something that would and yes, and that would go global and that would, and the people they talked about, they drive on the streets, they see your billboards, they see your adverts. When some people, I mean, I, I don't, um, people know the brand, they don't know me. It was a deliberate strategy because I'm not that, I don't want to be that person. But just knowing that sometimes people go like, oh my God, you, 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 you own Zaron and all that. Just seeing my girls and just having them have that, with everything that's happened to us is just the most thankful thing I have to show for all the sacrifice. They see their mother as a role model. They know that you can work hard to become something. And just my human resource, they are so, 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 so committed to this journey with me. They are the most amazing people. Just know that we are making a mark in Africa 
Because I always say that in Africa, we always talk about the government and the policies and the leaders, but business owners have such a huge role to play. Just knowing that in my small way, as a business owner, I'm doing my quota, taking people off the streets, and I know the multiplier effect, just even our distributorship network, just having people that have never owned their own businesses become distributors of Zyron. And now they are men and women and even students that can fend for themselves and their families just because they bought into the Zyron brand is just the beautiful and satisfying thing. But lastly, I remember um, going for one of Tony Robbins' courses and he had said that success for him what does success mean and I remember saying wow I've always wanted to just be a person that can give you know and all that and I just said success is about growth and contribution but I always said if you don't have you can give so it's a two-way goal yeah that's why you have to be successful and earn that's why you have to be successful so that's the secret yes so I'm I'm happy that I'm able to build a successful business and have enough to do much more than I would ever be able to do. So I'm just um, so thankful and so blessed that um, I, I have zero regrets, zero regrets. I always say that I wake, I wake up and things are on and um, I'm just really grateful that I'm able to just be that change in Africa and just have, I know how many makeup and cosmetic beauty brands that have started because they saw that Zaron could do it this way and be that business and be that brand. And it's the woman, you know, it's just been exceptional. And um, just, we have a lot of CSR activities that we're going to, we have the Zaron Hunger Free Day where we go and feed over a thousand people, buy, give them school supplies, children, really deprived communities in, yes, in Nigeria, extremely deprived. When you see them, you cry. And I remember going to a place like, um, called um, Okokomaiko, <laughs> even the name, <laughs> it's something, you know, we went there and there was almost a stampede, you know, there were thousands of children um, just trying to get whatever it is, because we give them food, school supplies, we give the mothers food packs and all that. And there was almost, it was one of the scariest days of my life, it was almost a stampede and they would they were relentless, just have a cube, but they, they just couldn't. And I remember making our ways out from that place. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And you know what? After, I mean, like I said, my faith plays a key role in my life. The Holy Spirit just said, I just wanted you to see what's out there. It's not for you to give up. It's for you to know that you have to do so much more because there are people out there for you to change their lives. And I repented and I was just able to do. We also have the widow's day here because, of course, because I'm a widow where we get really deprived widows and we give them seed capital to go start a business. And we've had huge testimonies concerning how their lives have been transformed. They've been able to send their children to school. And also one thing that we do is change their mindset because I'm like, I'm a widow. And because I do not depend on someone, I had to fend for my children themselves because what you see most times is that they depend on this brother did not do this after my husband passed. This family member didn't help me. So I had to just, it was a paradigm shift, just change their mindset to get them to commit to being that person that can really take it from there. So um, it's it's been a lot of, I mean, I can go on and on, but these are some of the things that just makes me wake up and just thank God. And regardless of the challenges that you see on a daily, you just know that there's just so much at stake and so much blessing, yeah, from it. 
as you said, you know, think of the rewards and beyond the financial rewards. And that's why Canva Seller is also about, apart from a life of success, the material rewards, financial rewards, there's also the life of significance. And that's what you're doing, right? Being a blessing to others and using what you have, the resources of the, which is why we have to be very successful so that we can do as much. And you are definitely living that. Regarding your daughters, I believe Zaron is actually coined from their both their names, right? So they must be feel very proud, and you've included them. Yes, it's a fusion of Zaron honor, so that's where the name came from. So sometimes they go like, "If you didn't have me, you wouldn't have a Zaron." Have them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's very much theirs, right? They must yes, be very proud, yes. very, yes. very proud of you. Proud of you. There's something you also mentioned, which is around how you were intentional about not building the brand, the business around you. Could you speak around that and what that means and um, why you were intentional about that? Yes. So, so, um, so, so people always ask, why don't you want to be that face of the brand? And I'm like, um, first of all, just like for anybody listening today, I mean, it's, it's about the brand. I always, I've always loved the brand, that brand. Some people have personal brands, which they be, that, which becomes businesses for them. Right. But it's also important that you are able to build the brand and if you can take yourself from it. And I I said, you know what? I want a brand that would outlive me, right? I don't want a personal brand. It's not about selling. I'm not selling Darren. I'm selling a brand. And also because I am not a makeup artist. There was no prior experience before I went into the business of beauty. So it's about just being a success at everything you choose to do. So my friends see me and they go like, you okay, beauty product. I'm like, yeah, but it was from the start. It's about the brand. And I will say a bit about how it started. It's also, I was in a classroom in Leeds Business School. When I say it started from Leeds, it actually started from that classroom when I was in my MBA. And we were doing, we kept on doing case studies about businesses, global brands and all that. And something he kept on asking questions. Why am I, why is every case study about a foreign brand? Why can't we have our own case study? Why can't we be the brand that they talk about globally? And that was it. I just said, it's the same market. We are consuming Western products, which I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't consume Western products, but why can't we be the people creating products that everybody can consume? So, so that, so from the start, I just wanted it to be about the brand and not about, and I don't, I, I, I don't like being out there too. So um, that's one of the reasons why I got you because also people like NECA don't pull me, I mean, pull me out like this and bully me too. <laughs> right. But I got a message. I'm friends with us. And she, my, my older sister, I said, <laughs> okay, I'll have to. Yeah. Okay, I'll be there. So, yes. So, yeah, yeah. And that's intentional because it's also a podcast to also um, highlight women who are doing amazing things who are not necessarily out there and don't feel comfortable being out there. So to also then be inspired by people who are not necessarily out there and are still making a success of that. And then I can get to blow your trumpet here, right? At least once in a while of what you're doing. So great insights you've just shared there. And um, to add to that, you know, in terms of even the value of the business, you know, because it's not also revolving around you, it grows. There's premium for that. And you're an entrepreneur. 
who owns that business. So it, it just makes them. I'm just the founder CEO. Exactly, founder CEO. Exactly. <laughs> travel anywhere into any hands. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. How many countries now are your products sold? So currently we're in about 13 countries. 13? Wow. How, what has been your experience expanding internationally and competing with other international brands for market share, for store space, you know, um, within Africa and beyond? So so, um, so one of the experiences, and this is not just because it's other African, even in Nigeria, so this is a black man thing. And before I started Zaron, I used the business as my dissertation, really. I had told my supervisor, okay, this is what I'm thinking of doing back home. And I do this as a... So that, 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 that was my starting point, which I'm really thankful and grateful for. And I, I got to know that us, Black people, of course, we would rather foreign brands to local brands. And it's, um, it's a disease, you know that, right? And by the time I, I was about to start, and I did the research, and in fact... Years back, people would prefer made in Ghana and more, more than made in Nigerian brands and all that. But I saw that things were beginning to change. Um, people would watch Nigerian movies over foreign movies now. Everywhere you go to Selfridges, home abroad, the US, you listen to Nigerian songs, you know, and all that. Um, I mean, your sister told me her, she was making Ankara for you. <laughs> oh, yes. you guys, yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm currently in the US, yes. And I said I wanted absolutely. So things have long changed and all that. So, um, but we still, but it's not there yet. So um, we we speak more. We have to talk more when it's a local brand than you normally would talk. And, and in all fairness, we we don't have that network here. We don't have the capacity that foreign brands have. So we're talking about the likes of Maybelline and um, the Laurels and all those brands, those big brands. But um, more and more, I know that when we enter stores. Um, people find matching shades much more than they would find anywhere else. Likely because we are targeting our own kind. So we have more shades for our own kind. It's just been, so those are some of the challenges we're having. But once we are in the market, we just really do well. So um, we're grateful for that. And yes, and, and we just, so we have a team, which is the foreign market team. Their job is to just, and try to get us into more markets internationally. So that's where we are. So you have the team focused on them. So obviously, are they local people? So like, for example, in Nairobi, you have a Nairobi team or an, a rep or something, right? Who knows the local market and is now able to do the marketing for you around that. But then you also mentioned something like this, maybe having the variety or the actual products that are a better fit Right. So, you know, your customers even more than, for example, the international brands. And so you have have a, a headway, leadway in that. Because our sampling is just based on us, you know, research is based on us, survey is based on us. And also, don't forget, it's not just skin tone, shades, type and size. It's also the weather condition. Because we outsource manufacturing, we know that sometimes we won't chat and we because that's why we are proud of the products we have. We're confident that it's not like any other product because we keep going back and forth. Sometimes we found that, that those people don't even understand. They really don't. So they try a product. You can try a product on a 
a white skin and, and it's, it's, it doesn't appear the way to appear on a... So we are complaining about something, but they are not able to see it until we say, no, our undertone is different. This is what it is and all that. So little things like that, it um, makes a whole lot of difference to the woman of color and their skin tone and and our weather, of course, is just... Yeah, so I'm really knowing your environment very well. And so you can stand your own. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting too and exciting to even learn. It's been a learning curve for every single one of us. We've, we've learned, we've grown, we've come to understand certain things that we never thought we could. So, Okay. As we begin to wrap up, how do you develop yourself beyond your experiences that you, you know, learning from, okay, this has happened, you know, you have your plan and then you have your actual and you're having your meetings and it's like, okay, what are we going to do? But beyond that, how do you develop as a founder and a CEO of your rapidly growing international cosmetics and yeah, group of companies, let me call it group of companies. So, so it's interesting when, I mean, when my husband just passed, it just, you know, when you kind of give up a certain part of you, Right, and you just focus on just building life and just doing what you have to do. So, um, the initial years, that's I just wanted to just live a good life with me, afford them the life that we had dreamt of for me and the girls. So that was at the forefront. But when you turn forty, you you begin to see life completely different. So, um, you begin to think of yourself more. You so one of the things that I think of is um. Um, social network. I like great friends. I like um, I, I'm not a really that outgoing, but I like great friends, great relationships. Go to a really nice fans. I'm a foodie. Okay, I am too. <laughs> I start to look this way. I'm, I'm a foodie, so I like good food. So I like to go to nice restaurants. I want to travel the world. I want to explore the world. And I always say, I don't mind if I'm, if I'm doing it by myself. I don't feel, some people go like, oh, it's a sad life. No, I'm not sad. Don't be sad for me. It is what it is, right? I, I want to live the best life given the circumstance and the situation you're in. So if you're there, just feeling sorry for yourself, regardless of whatever it is that you are, please don't just determined to live the best life you can. So I just want to travel the world, see the world. And I've been sometimes, I work desperate housewives. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I say desperate housewives? Atlanta housewives, sorry. Sometimes I'm just after work, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me just do something. My children think I have their time too much. Teenagers, very selfish children. You know how this generation can be. So I'm trying to create more time for myself, have good, great relationships, take nice walks. I go to a country and I just walk around, just see the world. When I was younger, I did like shopping, but as you get older, you find out that experience is more important than shopping. Yes, so I like experience way more now. So I'm just being really trying to be kind, just trying as hard as possible to be kind because in the midst of all the frustrations we go through in Africa, you just, it's hard to remember kindness sometimes. So what I say that it's not about the person or what the person has done, it's about what is right to do, what's the right thing to do. So I as you know more, higher level of awareness, right, right. Absolutely. And so what have been developing your mind? How do you, what do you do around that? I do a lot of trainings. I like visuals. So I do a lot of trainings. I go to um, markets and service, market seminars, business seminars. And I do a lot of And you schedule that in the year, around the year, right? 
So I was just saying to a friend that I really do have to do something because because of COVID, I haven't in two years, I haven't. Um, I was, the last time I was in Nairobi was um, I, I came with the team of Lagos Business School. There was a global global CEO course, which was the first, which was just launched. And we had it in Lagos, Nairobi, and New York because Yesse University was part of it. So that was, my, that was actually my, one of my first times in Nairobi. And it's, it's such a beautiful place. I always make sure that is part of my yearly plan just to um, grow and learn and just talk to nice people that are doing incredible things and just, um, yes. Because there's an opportunity to learn from everyone, right? And all these webinars, all this, I listen to you too. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I listen to you. You are just amazing. I know when you were talking about what you do and giving back and all that, I'm like, you don't even understand that what you're doing is just tremendous because people are sitting down and hearing you. And because of what you do all the time, people are challenging themselves. They are making a mark out there just because they have listened to a NECA podcast. Oh, well, thank you. This was not, I didn't plan for you to say this. Well, thank you. Remember you bribed me before No, we you know I didn't. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, this is not part of the Q&A, but you thank you so much. Me. I don't want to return the money to you, so this is the right. <laughs> no, but really, thank you for such gracious words. Thanks. Okay, so as we wrap up, this is the last question. We've had... Three last questions. Yes. <laughs> no, really, this is the last, last, last. You see, we're just having a chit-chat, but I know and we have we to... We're having fun, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, final words to someone who is kind of wondering, this was not how my, I planned my life. You know, I'm middle-aged. When I say middle-aged, you could be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever middle is to you. And like, when I was 19, 20 or 21, this is not how I imagined my life to be. My business yeah. is down, maybe marriage is totally out, either ended or I don't have anyone, or I'm not even yet married and I still have these dreams. What would you say to that person, to that lady? Fantastic lady, male, female. Yes, whatever. exactly. Because I know guys watch, are listening to this as well. And whoever you are, I always say that, please. And um, there's something I, I came up with a long time ago. I, I, I call it the three roadmap. And I say that everything starts and I mean, almost ends there. So it's very important if, if you want to do something. And this is also about business and your personal life. Through Roman, the first thing is the power of the mind. I always say that the mind is the most powerful tool ever. They said 80% is the mind, 20% is just actual, actual watch doing it, just doing it actually. So the mind is really powerful. Just change your mind because um com- your comfort just being there it's because it's your comfort zone but you blame other people for it and um, learn to just believe that you can become something please make sure that your mind works positively for you then the second step is after you feel that we take the action so the second step is taking action do it do it just go timelines when do i do it how do i do it what put the timelines Start researching, start talking to people, just start the work and you'll find out that it's actually not as bad as you think. Then the final one is when you start it, please making it work. So important because on a daily, like I said, when I started, the challenges are on a daily. Don't focus on that. Just make it work. Just do what you have to do on a daily, monthly, yearly to making sure that thing works. So the three roadmap, power of the mind, taking action and making it work. So, so important. Fantastic. 
Okay, this has been this has been fantastic. This has been amazing. So many learnings for me. Thank you so much for taking time out to spend this last, um, I think, about thirty-five minutes. Right. Oh, we we tried. We did good. <laughs> we didn't bore them for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I said we didn't bore them for too long. No, no, no. I don't. This was not boring at all. I know that. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thank and you. all the very, very best. Yes. So thanks a lot. And thank you very much for listening in. Do let us know. Give us some feedback on how you found this and share this and subscribe to this podcast. This concludes this episode of Accelerate. All the information links will be down in the show notes. If you have not done so already, hit that subscribe button on your podcast player of choice on Apple. This will make sure you don't miss any of the amazing content we have lined up and rolling out for you. If you love this episode, it will mean a lot if you would leave a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. Finally, If you haven't connected with me over on Instagram and you're interested in learning more about similar episodes and all that's happening before they even get announced publicly, let's make sure to connect over there at Accelerate or Nekamubi on Instagram. But with all that said, I appreciate you being here. I look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. And until I see you in the next episode, endeavor to grow, profit, and make an impact.